Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Name 922 in Vishnu is Punya Shravana Kirtana. In discussing this, naturally, we discuss how the glorification of Krishna, both in chanting it and in hearing it, is purifying spiritually pious activity <clears throat> to better appreciate how this is purifying and pious we can contrast it with the kind of shravana kirtana that we're more accustomed to that this whole world is filled with shravan kirtan means speaking or singing and hearing and thinking about it, uh, becoming influenced or accepting it, shravan, manan, nididhyasana. These are three terms from the, is it Brihadaranyaka? Uh, hearing, thinking about it, and taking it to heart. So, in this world, we can't live without hearing and chanting. Of course, it's possible to become a recluse, and in Vedic tradition and in other religious traditions, there are persons who simply go away from the world and don't have anything to do with anyone, <coughs> or they are largely recluses. There's a term in English, it sounds like it might be in French also, because it's, uh, it sounds like it comes from the Latin. Uh, well, there's the word cloister, which you maybe know, monks and nuns, they, they go and stay in cloisters. And then there's the word cloistered, it's changed in English, nouns are turned into verbs, and verbs are turned into nouns. And so cloistered means to be shut away. So there are the monks and nuns who, sp who spend most of their life praying and meditating. Contemplating is the word they use, not meditating, contemplating. <coughs> There's also solitary confinement, which is a punishment. Because we like, man is a social animal. We like to be with others and talk about something. If we don't talk about topics related to Krishna, then we'll have to talk about topics which are not related to Krishna. And as hearing and chanting about Krishna is punya shravana kirtana, it's pious hearing and chanting. So others, they are Papa Shravana Kirtana. It's impious. It binds us in this material world. Now we hear often, or we ourselves involve ourselves in discussions of, we may involve in discussions of legal matters, financial matters, political matters, technical matters. But if it's in relation to the service of Krishna, it's also 
Krishna conscious. If we're discussing <coughs> some legal matter in relation to the Krishna consciousness movement, that's also devotional service. By being related with Krishna, we have in the nine processes of devotional service, hearing, chanting, remembering, shravanam, kirtanam, vishra, smaranam, these nine processes are there. And others, these are direct processes of devotional service. <coughs> and others, they're also di directly devotional service if they are di discussing legal matters, visiting a lawyer, considering which kind of cloth is best to purchase for the deities. We may as well are looking at different cloths and the materials. You may say, well, the materialistic people do that also. But if it's for the service of Krishna, or even carpentry, Matsya Avatar Prabhu supervised this Singhasan and all the... Considering what is the best marble to purchase, uh, and then you have to have some knowledge of that to know, or you have to consult someone who knows about these things. So it's mundane, but it's spiritualized as much as uh, iron put in a fire. It's, it's iron, but it becomes just like fire if it's kept in a fire. It, it's... If you touch it, it'll, it'll burn. If you touch it to some paper, the paper will catch on fire. It, it, it attains the quality of fire by being in association with fire. But then if you take it out of the fire, again it cools down and becomes an ordinary iron rod. Therefore we have to cultivate also directly hearing and chanting about Krishna, because if we glorify God, we become godly. And if we glorify rascals, we become a rascal. Shravid, shravidvara hushrakarai sangstuta purusha pashaho nayat karna pato peta jatu nama gadagraja. If we glorify people, oh, or, or exactly the verse says, the persons who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses glorify persons who, upon whose tongue never comes the name of Krishna. Become a dog or a hog. Of course, there's also scope for appreciating a dog. <laughs> we have in Charnakya, Charnakya has given some appreciation of a dog. Of course, that's very much part of Western culture to appreciate dogs. Uh, and definitely not part of Vedic culture. But Charnakya also quotes that, and Srila Prabhupada quoted it also. We could, what is it? Things we can learn from a dog. One thing is uh, very faithful to the master. Another is, as soon as he's awake, he's alert. Another is that he's uh, content, whatever little he is... Uh, the quality of a yogi given in Bhagavad Gita. Whatever he gets, he's satisfied. Give him a little food, he's satisfied. 
So these are qualities of a dog which can be appreciated. But not that we become dog conscious. We have to become God conscious. And that is possible by glorifying Krishna and hearing glorification of Krishna. That is punya shravana kirtana. Why does that awaken Krishna consciousness? Well, psychologically we can say, just like we talk, if we talk about who are the presidents of La France, is Monsieur Macron, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. So uh, there are plenty of people in France and even beyond France. What, what business do I have with Monsieur Macron, except I'm in this country at the present time. I've also heard his name. There are many people all over the world who are hearing and chanting about Monsieur Macron. But it won't last very long. Uh, sometimes I ask, in India, I ask people, so you know who was uh, Chandrasekhar? And then maybe 25 years ago, his name was all over the papers in India every day. He was the Prime Minister of India, but nowadays hardly anyone even remembers his name. There was another one, this uh, from Karnataka, the only Go, go, go. What, what's his name? You also never probably heard of him. Gode, Gode. Deva Goda. Yeah, uh, you know him from South India. Deva Goda. He's still alive, I think. Uh, big names in Indian politics. And now people don't even know their names. So big, such big figures, but very soon forgotten. There was a, after Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated, there were big posters put up in different parts of India. Rajiv Gandhi Amarhe. Amar means deathless. He's just killed, he's dead. But they want to say deathless in, in the sense that he will be remembered forever. Unlikely. Another thing often in India, I, 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 when I'm traveling around, I ask people that, who is the last Raja in this area? Because they used to have Maharajas or Nawabs, the Muslim equivalent. And uh, no one knows. There was, at the time, there were such big figures and forgotten. So, with all due respect to Monsieur Macron, and he should be respected, we see the example when the Nawab came into the court of uh, Sanatan Goswami, where Sanatana Goswami was having Bhagavatam readings, everyone stood up to respect him. So he should be respected for the position that he's got due to his previous pious activities, to have such a position. You have to have some pious activity in the past. Srila Prabhupada said about that about Christopher Columbus. By his previous pious activities, he was able to get the credit for discovering America. Of course, there are people already there, but they don't count because they weren't Europeans. <clears throat> so, yeah, so the point is, if, if we talk about political figures, we discuss so much. I, I remember once in, this was, 19, must have been yeah, late 1970s, I was in West Bengal uh, on traveling Sankirtan party. I became 
very sick, so I was left in the house of a life member to recover. And every evening he would sit with his friends for about three hours and just discuss politics. And every evening, not that anything they say would have any influence on the politics whatsoever, but they just go on and on and on discussing. And it was they, they, they relished it. They had a taste for it. <laughs> so that's one what whatever we make that we have to have something to talk about. In England the common subject of discussion there's nothing to talk about. In particular you talk about the weather, or it's a very nice day today. Uh, or I just heard a joke yesterday from Scotland that uh I like the Scottish summer very much. It's the best day of the year. <laughs> you don't get it. Well, it's British humor, I guess, different in France. It's English humor. Okay. Then one from Ireland. Now, are we veering into Prajalpi here? Maybe I... They'll like it if I tell the joke, but you're not really supposed to. Okay. I'll tell her that if you don't like the weather in Ireland, don't worry, it'll change in five minutes. <laughs> so there you go. So whatever we discuss, we tend to meditate upon it and internalize it and it becomes a very big thing. I've seen even among devotees in America, mostly devotees in America are very politically conscious. We have Democrat devotees and Republican devotees, and they really, they're really into it. There are not many who are neutral. I think they, I think they all should be neutral because it's you know, this flavor of cat and dog or that flavor of cat and dog, and there's pros and cons, you could say, but they're, basically they're all... Demons. <laughs> and they become very excited. What's going to be in the election? And, they, and watching it very seriously to see who will win the election. And they become absorbed in that. It's not very conducive for getting free from birth and death. What to speak of developing love of God. Whatever we think about, we become. That's called, oh, what's the word for that? Uh, I can't remember, there is some word that, but how the, how the, the animal, or the, the insect which is captured by another bigger insect, by meditating in fear on that insect, becomes that insect. He gets a form like that. We find in Bhagavatam and in Brahma Sanghita that any way we hear and chant about Krishna, we meditate upon Krishna, that will bring us into Krishna consciousness. Kangsa was highly Krishna conscious. Even in his dreams he was thinking of Krishna spontaneously. But he's not a devotee. So does that count as punya shravana kirtana? What does it count as? Well, it's 
in one sense pious, because you're always thinking of Krishna. And he got a good result. Uh, he was killed by Krishna. So that's for a demon, that's the best thing possible. Until Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement comes. That's psychology, that by hearing and chanting about any topic, we become absorbed in it. But there's another reason also. If we hear and chant about Krishna, Krishna becomes pleased and he gives his mercy to us. Krishna is so fond of his own glorification. Everyone likes to be glorified. Mostly, it's a tendency. If we're walking past and we hear someone say our name, we'll, what are they saying? Oh, what are they saying? We become interested. Krishna is so fond of his own glorification that he glorifies himself. That's not a good quality to glorify oneself, is it? We, we think that that's very egoistic. Yes, that's a fact. Krishna is the most egoistic person in the whole of existence. He says, surrender everything. Just give up everything and fully give yourself to me. I am supreme. For anyone else except Krishna to say, I am supreme, is blasphemy. But when Krishna says it, it's just a fact. So you can say he's, he's got the biggest ego of all. He's the biggest everything, including the biggest ego. But for him, it is appropriate. Because just as Jivesharup Hoi Krishna Nitta Das, the constitutional position of the Jiva is to be the servant of Krishna. So Krishna's constitutional position is to be the master of all living beings. So he is the best. If anyone else says, I am the best, he's simply an illusion. And Krishna needs to, because of his kindness to us, he needs to tell us that he is the best. He speaks in the Bhagavad Gita, glorifying himself. All the Shastras, Vedairamayana Chaiva, Purane Bharata Tata, Adavante Chamadheja, in all the Shastras, Vedas, Ramayana, Puranas, only Krishna, Hari, is glorified. And he arranges for himself to be glorified. He gives the process of devotional service, systematic process for glorifying him. He incites others to praise him by offering them boons, he incites others to serve him. If, if we want materialistic results, we can get by praising Krishna, by serving Krishna. If we want to be liberated from this material world, whatever we want, we can get from Krishna. He's a wish-fulfilling tree. Uh, but he, he arranges for his glorification so that we may be purified. As, as I was saying the other day, that's one reason why chanting of Vishnu Sahasranam is very popular even up to the present day among pious people. Most of them don't do so with the specific intention simply to glorify Krishna, but we think, well, we get so many good results from doing so. Well, it will mitigate uh, inauspiciousness, 
everything will be good in this life and the next life. They're not pure devotees. Some of them are not devotees according to Rupa Goswami's definition at all. They're mayavadis, but they chant because they have faith that by doing so, Vishnu will benefit them. <clears throat> so Krishna, he likes to be glorified. And I may say, well, why? Uh, why? Why is he like that? Well, he is like that. It's, it's also his compassion because he knows we'll be benefited. Uh, and th that tendency that comes to us also because in in material consciousness yeah we 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 want to glorify ourselves people engage in so many activities which are aimed at their own glorification people dedicate themselves they work so hard they're very regulated and very disciplined in order to become the best athlete, the fastest runner, the fastest swimmer. They want to be the best. I am the best, said Cassius Clay, after winning the world or the Olympic boxing gold medal in Tokyo in 1964. I do remember. I am the best, he said. Later, he became a Muslim, and he, he said that, oh, previously said, I am the best. Now I know Allah is the best. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Hmm. Uh, but that, that, but why, why he goes through so much training and discipline and just with the hope of becoming the best. I am the greatest. I am the great. That's right. Thank you very much. I am the greatest. Yeah. And we, we, then we become very happy. But all these sports, they're, they're, they're a formula for increasing unhappiness because one wins and all the others, one person is happy and all the others are unhappy because they didn't win. But just the thought that I, I could win, that, that, that keeps them going on, keeps them going on. We, we consider someone a friend who? Someone who praises us. And an enemy, someone who criticizes us. Although it may be the, the false friend, we call them fair weather friends. Maybe you have a saying in France. You must, French, we must have something similar. Fair weather friends. As long as things are going on well, especially people who have a lot of money, they have many friends. And then when they lose all their money, they lose all their friends also, because they weren't friends at all. <clears throat> Someone who praises us, is a friend, someone who criticizes us, an enemy. That's not necessarily true. Maybe around the other way. Maybe a, a good friend is one who will criticize also. Actually, that's true for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who praises him is a devotee, and one who criticizes him is a demon. Because he has no bad qualities. 
There's nothing to criticize. He should be praised. <clears throat> but fools like to be flattered. And they can be manipulated by flattery. And that, that's why people have got to so much endeavor to be praised. They think this is something wonderful. Ah, now I, I won the Nobel Prize. I, I won the, uh, the 100-meter sprint competition. I won this gold medal and that gold medal. Uh, and so they like their name will be chanted here and there. It's imitation of God. The big leaders in the world, they, they take pleasure in their names being broadcast in the newspapers, uh, in the radio. These are all out of date, newspapers and radios. But anyway, their names become widely heard and chanted. What's in a name? The saying is there. What, what's so great about a name? A rose would smell as sweet by any other name. It has its own quality and we ascribe a name to it. Of course, that's different with Vishnu's names. We're discussing a thousand names of Vishnu. They're not arbitrary names. Actually, in Sanskrit, no, no name or no word is arbitrary. It all has a meaning. It's, uh, and the meanings don't change. As the word for or the words for tree in Sanskrit are the same as they were thousands of years ago because it doesn't change as dialects evolve uh, because they're all derived from Sanskrit roots and they all have meanings. Uh, they're, they're more than one word. Uh, the word vriksha means that which is suitable for cutting. It means a tree. Uh, padapa means who drinks through his leg. It's a name for a tree. So it, it doesn't change. So Krishna's names, they all have meaning. And this Vishusahasranam is discussed to, dis to bring out the meanings of the name so we can better appreciate those names. Srila Prabhupada explained that we can, we can chant anything. We can chant Krishna. We can chant Coca-Cola, but we get bored by chanting Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. There's no incentive to do so. We simply get bored. And it, has, it gives us no benefit. And we don't get Coca-Cola, which is probably a good thing anyway. But we don't get what we want simply by chanting a mundane... It, it doesn't manifest a mundane sound. If we can chant... Money, 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 money. We can go on all day and night, but money doesn't come. In fact, it'd be better if you want money, it'd be better not to chant money, money, money and do something by which you can earn some money. But chanting Krishna, 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 because Krishna's name is non-different. We can chant water, 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 water. We'll get more thirsty, not less thirsty, by going on chanting and chanting and chanting. But if we chant the names of Krishna, because Krishna's names are non-different from him, then we get Krishna. 
Krishna Nam Hoite Pabe Krishna Racharan. We we attain Krishna by chanting his names. So Punya Shravana Kirtana. We should engage in the pious activities of hearing and chanting about Krishna, his names, his forms, his qualities, and passing. We have to talk about something. It may be... So, yeah, people are judged to a large extent by, by what they say, especially in intellectual circles. One establishes himself as an authority on some subject by speaking on it. That should be backed by some knowledge. Of course, nowadays uh, it's, uh, it's coming to light more and more that in... In academia, in science particularly, a lot of the research is literally bogus. The, the scientists just make up the results and who's going to check it? Because there are so many experiments going on and they just make up something and then they get a prize and it's just bogus. <laughs> and not, only, a, only a certain percentage of them get found out. So a lot of what comes, even they, they make medical reports which are bogus and then they produce some medicine and, it, and when enough people have died from the so-called medicine then they think, well, maybe it wasn't so good after all. But they want to say something, do something. Everyone has to make their point by speaking or singing that's another big thing, isn't it? Music, singing. Srila Prabhupada was astonished that singers, musicians, were given so much importance. The Beatles, he met the Beatles. Uh, so much importance was given. What? They're just some... They're just singers. <laughs> they sing something. There's not some nonsense thing. And it may sound very, it may sound very meaningful. Love, love, love. All you need is love. It's not the most uh, developed philosophical understanding, especially if you consider that love in human society is not much more developed than that that cats and dogs have among themselves. We have to we have to say something, and people make their whole careers on speaking or singing, speaking a comedian. Politicians make their careers. If if you may have very good ideas, uh, what to do, but you have to be a a good orator, and you have to be good looking because people don't vote for you. There's not a qualification to be a politician. Shouldn't be, but. If you're good-looking, you have a better chance of being voted in. And if you can speak in a way which sounds very convincing, it may be all nonsense, but it's very convincing. That, that's this, uh, up to the present day, people in the, at least in the English-speaking world, they're fascinated by the personality of Adolf Hitler, and his, his speaking, he was a very gifted, motivational speaker. He motivated, he galvanized, brought people together, got them united, uh, got them to 
do what he wanted, convince them that what he said was right, sounded to literally millions of people that what he said was right on. Hmm? He was taking amphetamines. Yeah, but it's not that everyone who takes amphetamines is a, is a gifted speaker or, or a charismatic leader. <laughs> so he was, he was gifted by the illusion. He had the gift from the illusory energy of Krishna to lead others. By his spe he was speaking and others were hearing. It was Shravana Kirtana. But it was not purifying. It was very demoniac. But people think he was right. Well, lots of people talk and what they say is just meaningless. So maybe that's better than being a demoniac motivational speaker. But practically whatever you say, someone's going to believe it. I don't recommend it, but you could make an experiment and start your own religion. Oh, no need to. I can give an example. There's, there, there are a lot of people who believe that the earth planet is already invaded by lizard, lizards. You heard of that one? And, hmm? Reptilians. There, there was a movie, I don't know, some 30 years ago or so called E.T. And I guess that, I, I didn't see it, but I, guess I saw the posters for it everywhere. And many people believe, maybe some of you here believe it, I don't know. Maybe I'll get shot for saying this, but it seems to me like a exceptionally stupid idea that reptilian beings have invaded the earth and they're already uh, infiltrating human society. It seems to me to be the kind of thing that you could make a, ca a cartoon out of or a comedy, but many people seriously believe it. So whatever you say, someone's going to believe it. And maybe many people will believe it. That's the big lie, right? If you tell a little lie, people will doubt it. But if you make a big lie, people think, well, must you, you couldn't lie about a thing like that. It must be true. <sighs> on and on and on. We're, to, we are, we're always talking something. We're always blah, 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 blah behind, behind the... It's just like the sea waves. There's, there's, the sea waves are making so much noise and always coming. Because underneath there's an agitated ocean so underneath the mind is is uh, underneath the mind is agitated and it comes out as words in this regard I'm going to quote from the great sage William Shakespeare why do I call him a great sage well he did have many insights on the human condition which is maybe one reason why he's so popular probably not in France you have your own Literary, literary figures here. Anyway, uh, a famous quote from one of his most famous plays, maybe his most famous, Macbeth. Life is but a walking shadow, a poor player, 
that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. So <laughs> there you have the whole human condition summarized. We're talking so many things, blah, 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 and it all comes to nothing. It's all meaningless. Actually, it all comes to repeated birth, death, old age, and disease. But there's nothing of substance. It's, it's just, we're, we're talking something which we think is very important, but it's all external to our real existence, our real need, which is to be connected with Krishna. And in this regard, I'm going to quote from Srila Prabhupada's purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 2, Text 3. The whole material creation is a jugglery of names only. In fact, it is nothing but a, but a bewildering creation of matter like earth, water and fire. The buildings, furniture, cars, bungalows, mills, factories, industries, peace, war, or even the highest perfection of material science, namely atomic energy and electronics, are all simply bewildering names of material elements with their concomitant reactions of the three modes. Since the devotee of the Lord knows them perfectly well, he is not interested, not interested in creating unwanted things for a situation which is not at all reality, but simply names of no more significance than the babble of sea waves. The babble. You probably have this word also in French. Huh? Babble, something similar. Hmm? Baboul. Baboul. Well, that's from, we have in the Bible, the Tower of Babel. You know this? It's, it's, it's something like Ravana's wanting to build a staircase to the heavenly planets. So the people were in, in a city called Babel, they were building a tower with the idea of building it up to heaven. And then was it God or some archangel came and zapped them all and, uh, and as a punishment made them speak different languages. Made them speak all different languages so they couldn't communicate with each other and then they couldn't cooperate to build the tower anymore. Is that right, Prithu Prabhu? You're a biblic resident biblical expert. <laughs> it, it sounds like what we would call mythology. Ah, so the idea then babble means because in English there's a saying double Dutch when we can't. When someone speaks all nonsense, we say double Dutch because at one point in British history, so many Dutch people came to live in Britain because Britain or England at the time was very religiously tolerant toward Protestants. <laughs> so they migrated from Holland to save their lives and then they'd be talking among themselves and the English people couldn't understand it so if you can't understand anything, you say double Dutch. It's Dutch but worse. 
twice as bad. So the different languages, we can't understand what people are saying. And to us it just sounds like a bunch of nonsense. But it has meaning to, the, to them, it seems to have meaning. But what Srila Prabhupada is saying here is that none of it has any meaning in any language. Even Srila Prabhupada says, war and peace it has no more significance than the babble of sea waves. And just now we're discussing about war in Ukraine. Um, it's not a war, it's a special military operation. Not, not a war. Right? You see, words, words are so powerful by manipulation of words. I'm not beating you, I'm just moving a stick up and down very vigorously and it, your body happens to be in the way. <laughs> Misuse of words. So even war is, it has no ultimate significance. And I say, well, people are getting killed. But it's, it's just another, it's seen in the vision of eternity. It's just another phase that we go through. When I was in, when I was in the body of an insect once, some, I was just crawling on the ground and then I didn't know anything about it, but someone stepped on me and that was the end of that body. And then the human didn't even know and even if he knew he wouldn't care. Just one life has ended like that. So it's another life has come to an end. Of course, human life is very valuable, but if, it's, if we're misusing it, then our life is no better than that of an insect. And similarly, to talk about all these things, again, if we talk about it in relation to Krishna and Krishna consciousness, yeah, can be done, but we should be careful not to become so absorbed in those topics. I'm, I'm studying computer science because I need to uh, maintain a family. I have to do something. So, well, that's the kind of thing where you have to be absorbed, and you have to keep on many topics. We have to keep on updating our knowledge. If we study medicine, it's a very Big thing to become a doctor. We have to study several years intensely. But you have to go on throughout your life updating your knowledge because medical science is always developing. There are newer, newer and newer treatments and this and that. <clears throat> so in that sense, it's another sense where it's good to have a simple society in which we don't have to discover new things all the time. We don't have to discover new ways to graze the cows. It's the same method that has been used for since time immemorial. New ways to heat milk. It's simple life. Then we don't have to involve our consciousness with thinking about so many things which detract us away from Krishna. So Srila Prabhupada wanted to set up communities in which devotees could live very simply so that they could maximize their time for serving Krishna, hearing and chanting about Krishna, for punya shravana kirtana. I'll finish there. And, and I still have quite a bit more to do on this.
but I'll leave that for another session. So today was a discussion more about Papa-śravana-kirtana than Punya-śravana-kirtana, just to see the context of how it is so much more valuable to engage in Punya-śravana-kirtana, talking up and discussing Krishna, than engaging in the kind of hearing and chanting that will distract us from the real goal of life, which is hearing and chanting about Krishna. Hearing and chanting about Krishna is the means to satisfy Krishna, to become Krishna conscious. And when we are Krishna conscious, then naturally we will glorify Krishna. And we have so many prayers in the Bhagavatam. Devotees spontaneously start glorifying Krishna. They don't have to have a fixed schedule, but they do so. Fixed schedule, morning class, all these things, but they do so spontaneously, automatically. Hare Krishna. I'll finish that. All guys to his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. And a very nice report. The National Health Service in England gave a very encouraging report just recently. It says, we're working on it, but we have a big problem. Um, you might not be able to receive treatment. We're doing our best. Because the number of people, percentage, not quantity, of people with chronic diseases is increasing rapidly in England. And people kind of buy it, you know. Well, they're helping us. But the, number, the percentage increases, not the numbers itself. Maybe. We all have so called advanced. Advanced, yeah. I read recently in an unpublished manuscript by Tejas Prabhu, our godbrother, analyzing how modern medicine hasn't helped people actually at all. And in terms of disease, there's as much disease, if not more, as there's ever been. And the, uh, he was saying like all these vaccines were made for tuberculosis and everything. By the time they discovered the vaccine, anyway, the, the, the epidemic was dying out by itself anyway. So, anyway. You all got vaccinated, I hope. You didn't get vaccinated? I, I in a class, I in a class in Salem said to all my assembled disciples, you must get vaccinated. I told them all. And I told them, what is that vaccine? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Best vaccination against birth and death. <laughs> now I got vaccinated. I have a certificate to show I'm vaccinated. Government of India. <laughs>